Hello, hello, hello. Let me just move that across. Perfect. Okay, right, good evening team. So, how are you getting on? It is Wednesday evening. I really, really hope that you are making some good strides forward in the week. Really hope that things are going positively. We are making some great progress and everything's going in the right direction. Um, so, didn't see any questions this morning, but if, if anyone does have any, please just let me know. Um, as always, if you are watching this live, wave your hand, say hello, give me some love, give me something, um, or if you're watching this in the replay, do the same. Um, or, or if you're listening on the podcast, drop me a message afterwards because you can't really interact. Yeah, you can't really interact with that. But anyway, so tonight I've got something which I thought would be quite helpful. Um, so there's so much conflicting information out there about timings of things. And I thought I would help to kind of put certain things to bed because there's obviously science and evidence behind certain things. And then there's hearsay and basically just rubbish uh, in others. So I thought it might be quite helpful. So I've got four or five different topics in different areas where you may have heard of, oh, this is the right time for this and you should do this this many times, etc. So I thought this might be quite helpful. Uh, and it would also be interesting you know, to hear what you've heard in the past. And it might well be that you've heard different things and it's like, oh, I'm so pleased that you've kind of put this to bed. So let's dive right in. Uh, so first off is meal timing. So this is really interesting um, because everyone has really uh, a blueprint or a, a structure that, that does work best for them. But we get sucked into so many different things that say otherwise. You know, you hear about how breakfast is the most important meal of the day and you must have it and you must have it within an hour of waking up. Um, I've heard that if you eat every three hours or as close to it as possible, that's the best way to help keep the metabolism stimulated and, and burn more calories. Um, and similar kind of along the theme of smaller meals more regularly rather than bigger meals, you know, trying to move you towards little and often rather than, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Other people um, say, I don't even really know where this even comes from, but everyone's heard of the whole, you shouldn't eat carbs after six because they'll go, you know, it's worth extra calories and it's going to um, be converted to fat quicker. And it's like, there's no logic, you know, and you see those funny memes of of someone eating something at 5.59, but then they eat the same meal or food item at 6.01, and suddenly it's, you know, treble the energy value. Um, so as you can probably tell from where I'm going with this, it doesn't matter in the slightest. So the, the crux of it all is personal preference as to how regularly you eat. Um, and that's based on all the things. So that's based on what fits into your day. You know, some people like to have breakfast um, and they're hungry for it and it kind of sets them up nicely uh, and it helps to energise them. Other people don't actually like to eat first thing in the morning. Uh, they're not particularly hungry for it. They never, their body doesn't need it as such to get started. But also where they have perhaps an early start, um, whether that's a school run, whether that's um, commute, you know, whatever it might be, makes it more challenging. It's another thing to do before you get out the door. So for some people, it just just doesn't work. So the big thing is personal preference to what suits you, but then also 
as long as it fits within your calories for the day. So I have read somewhere once that some weird guy basically fasted for like 23 and a half hours a day. But for a 30 minute window, he would have one massive meal and he would literally have, I don't know how many calories it was, but he would have his entire day's focus and target in one meal and then wouldn't eat again for, you know, the whole day. Um, And it's like, mad i mean i don't know it clearly worked for him i don't know if he's still doing it maybe it was just a weird thing and he become insta famous and now he doesn't do it anymore who knows um but that's the key it doesn't matter whether you eat once twice three times or ten times across a 24-hour period it's what you know if you're within your calories and it suits you and it gives you energy and it works in your day absolutely perfect for me i normally eat within an hour, hour and a half of waking up, I guess. Um, I try and get up early doors. I try and get a bit of work done before Daisy gets up. Uh, and then typically, you know, she she will eat relatively soon after getting up. So then and I always have my breakfast with her. So it kind of depends when she gets up. So whatever the gap is between me waking up and her waking up, that's how long it takes for me to eat. Um, but then normally I, I do eat every three hours and I've kind of done that forever. Um, used to be because I thought, it helped to stoke your metabolism. <laughs> um, silly, isn't it? You know, as an educated, qualified personal trainer, that's what I believed. But it just so happens that that works for me, that after three hours, I feel physically hungry. And then a bit further on than that, I start to, I can't concentrate as much. My focus isn't as strong. So it just genuinely works well that I eat every three hours or roughly, you know, sometimes it's two and a half, sometimes it's four hours. It doesn't have to be perfect, but that works for me. And again, it's, that's the key is what will fit and work for you. Um, second thing is should you or what what should you or how long or when should you eat before exercise? So again, funnily enough, personal preference. That there are actually some um there's obviously always always evidence, but it's more so a question of you wouldn't go on a car journey without putting some fuel in, you know. Um, not perfectly true because you can train first thing in the morning on a completely empty stomach and, you know, that works really well for a lot of people. And even me, like I, if I was going to train first thing, I wouldn't eat anything. I'd have a coffee, um, but that's not, you know, it's not going to give me any sustenance. It's actually going to give me some energy, but only from the caffeine, isn't it? Um, so in terms of when should you eat, you don't have to prior to training if you were going to train first thing in the morning you, you know it's just it's just more of a faff because if you eat then you've got to allow a little bit of time for that to go down haven't you you couldn't have even if it's something small like a banana like if you ate a banana and then went for a run immediately you'd probably get some form of heartburn or indigestion or you know some discomfort because it's still it's not even that it hasn't been digested yet because obviously it wouldn't but it, it's not even got to your stomach yet so I would have at least 30 minutes, maybe even 60 minutes, if you feel the need to eat before. But again, it's it's more about trial and error about what works for you. Um, if I was going to do a workout, say lunchtime, I would make sure that I would have something at least an hour before. So between a one or two hour window. And again, that's just because I know if I've had something that's going to give me enough fuel to do the workout, but it's going to have gone into my system enough that it's not going to be sitting in my stomach and if I'm jumping around or if I'm lifting weights or if I'm running, I'm not going to feel like I'm going to throw up, you know? So it's just just trying to find that kind of balance there. 
Um, I would, yes, it might be, you know, for example, that you have a snack prior to training um, and that's an hour, hour and a half before. It might be that, you know, you're going to train of an evening. So you might have your evening meal. Um, it could be, yeah, you could do it either way around. You could either say you're going to work out at seven. You can have an early dinner at 5.30 and then train, done. Or you could have a mid-afternoon snack that will take you through to your workout and then have your dinner afterwards. Again, it's there's a million and one different ways and I don't want to confuse you even more, but what I want to tell you is, one, it's personal preference to, to think about what normally suits you better and think about your experience, that if you've eaten prior to a workout, has that given you more energy? You know, Have you felt better for it? Because you know, I'm sure we've all been there where you've done some form of exercise on a fairly empty stomach, you're feeling quite peckish, you're feeling quite low in energy, and then you feel even worse. So it's, it's again, learning about what works well for you and then going off the back of that. If you've typically never really eaten prior to training, um, I would trial it. I would trial having something small an hour, hour and a half, two hours before. Um, and I wouldn't stress over what I would still just eat your you know, the normal things you would normally have through the day. I would just time it so it's got enough time to go down a bit before you'd work out, kind of thing. Um, this is just a joke. One I put in is post exercise after training. There always used to be. I don't know whether you guys have heard this, but I always used to hear that there was this thirty-minute anabolic window, which basically meant that if you didn't eat a certain amount of carbohydrate and protein within thirty minutes of finishing a workout, your body would turn um, catabolic, and essentially, it's the process where the muscles kind of eat, eat each other. Uh, sorry, eat themselves. But it, it's so ridiculous, it's so blown over the top, and it's just so irrelevant. I think for absolute top-level elite athletes, maybe there's a bit more relevance to it. But for everyday mere mortals, just us normal everyday people, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I put that in as a bit of a joke. Um, when is the best time to exercise? Okay, so again, there's different research, there's different studies, and... It's probably some facts to it, you know, that I've heard that cardio is best done in the morning. Um, other people will argue that you should do it fasted, so you shouldn't eat prior to that and you'll burn more fat. It, I don't think there's enough evidence to actually back that up. Again, it's personal preference as to how you work better. Um, and then some people say that you should do weights more afternoon or evening because you've had a few meals by that point. You've had some fuel in to give you some oomph kind of thing. And I would probably back that up from my own personal experience that I probably am stronger and feel better lifting weights if I've had a meal or two. So, so I would, I do sometimes train, you know, first thing in the morning, um, and I, I do sometimes do weights first thing in the morning, and that would be fasted again, only having coffee. But I know that if I wanted to kind of push myself, I would definitely leave it for lunchtime or something. So I would have had at least a breakfast and a snack by that point kind of thing and then I would have my lunch afterwards again not for any kind of refueling purposes just because it fits into the day um, but yeah so again it really is personal preference like over the years of, of doing in-person training sessions I've had some people that could only train first thing in the morning and you know anything of the afternoon onwards they just wouldn't want to do it and they'd have no energy um, 
or I always find if I work out later than say five, six o'clock, which is a massive rarity now for this reason, I'm buzzing. <laughs> so I'm sitting there watching telly, trying to wind down, trying to chill out. And I'm literally like, ping, wide awake. And it takes me ages to kind of wind down. Um, you know, I use exercise as an energizer to kind of wake me up to kickstart the day. So for, for me, and again, might not be relevant for you, but for me, I it would just be it's the wrong time of day kind of thing. It would be the same as me having coffee of an evening. It would just be completely counterproductive to getting sleep that night. Um, and we're coming up, coming to caffeine next. But then I've had clients that love training at seven, eight o'clock at night. Uh, some people, I remember working working in gyms, you know, you see people training at nine, 10, to, like those kind of times at night. And that seems to work well for them. But again, it's personal preference as to what time seems to suit you so think about your energy think about physically when you're, you're, you're at your best think about maybe when you have a bit of a lull in the day because um, that would be a good time to try and refresh yourself as such think about what fits in around sorting the kids out around other commitments around other routines you know think about your work schedule when's fe- feasible you know you've got to take all those different things into consideration and this is again why it's never an easy thing to hear but it's all trial and error to see what works best for you um next one caffeine uh, and i've put coffee uh, but obviously there's lots of different things that have caffeine in so there are lots of different theories about this but it goes by how much actual caffeine is in your system and i can't remember the exact equation but you can work it out based on the strength of the coffee or a tea or whatever and how much you have and then as to how long that will stay in your system and it will kind of increase as it goes in and then once you've hit kind of peak then how much you know it will then slowly decrease until it's kind of worked its way out of your bloodstream and out of your system um typically again i can't remember the exact equation but i've always had the rule of if i have two to three coffees of a morning and my latest one my last one is midday one ish occasionally i'm a rebel when i have one at two um that seems to work really really well for me Uh, and, and again you know this is just we've had a few different speakers come in to talk in into the academy and all the kind of feedback and evidence is there and it's kind of roughly the same that if you have it in the morning and have a kind of cut-off point that's the best thing and there is always that argument from people saying um i have a coffee at 10 o'clock at night and it doesn't impact me the interesting thing is is if you've done that forever for as long as you can possibly remember you don't you don't kind of know any different and I found that when I used to have any kind of caffeinated drinks later in the day, I still slept okay. Sorry, I got off to sleep okay, but actually the next morning I struggled to wake up and I didn't, I wasn't, I, I think I, like the different phases of sleep, I was never in a proper deep sleep when I should have been. And then maybe when it was time to wake up, I was then in a deep sleep, so it was difficult to get up. So it'd be interesting that if you actually then experimented with it and had a earlier cutoff point again doesn't mean you've got to go from nine o'clock at night to one in the afternoon like you could i would meet in the middle and gradually drop that down but i would definitely experiment with it so um there's other research to suggest that and it's all to do with with hormones that um you delay your coffee intake some people say 60 to 90 minutes in the morning uh, sorry after waking and i've done it a few times and genuinely I do actually feel a bit better, but I'm not going to lie. I make a coffee within 10 minutes of waking up. And so I've, I've started drinking it within 20 minutes of waking up. And coffee's the best thing in the world. 
<laughs> I think I've already made some changes. Now I have a, a maximum limit and I have a cut-off point in a day. Don't mess with my with my morning coffee, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Uh, and then finally, the sleep aspect. So we all know this, and you know, those of you with children who might well have you up multiple times a night, or perhaps they don't generally, but if they're poorly or whatever, um, obviously we can't control those kind of elements. But when you're in a position that you can, getting a solid seven or eight hours is probably one of the best magic bullets you can possibly have because when you are rested when your energy levels are as high as possible because you you feel rejuvenated you feel good uh, you know your body's done all the rest- restorative restorative i think that's the right word um work it needs to you do perform at your best and you just everything works on a much better level so five six hours yeah you can probably function off that and a lot of you may well have got used to it but once you get into the into the flow of having a good solid seven or eight hours it's it's the the best thing you can possibly have and you know think about it from a weight loss perspective that everything works better in terms of body functions but we think better we make better decisions we act better you know when we're tired when we're ratty when we're grumpy we crave sugar we think more emotionally we would think more impulsively rather than logically and think about how that's going to impact whether you can be asked to train or whether you can be bothered to get your steps in or whether you can be bothered to eat the lunch that you've pre-planned instead of grabbing something on the go because you're feeling tired you know so aiming to get that seven to eight hours is absolutely going to be key and I've spoke about this I think I've spoke about this in a very recent episode actually um, talking about how we should kind of work backwards and think right what time do I need to wake up ideally in the morning and that you work back seven to eight hours I'd probably aim for the eight because whenever you switch switch your lights off and kind of shut your eyes you're not going to go instantly to sleep so if you can have a eight hour kind of time frame that would probably allow a 15 to 30 minute time to fall asleep and obviously everyone's different might take longer might be shorter i think i take about three minutes (laughs) um but yeah so you know that that is the ideal timing and again i appreciate it's not always possible but i want to stress the importance that if you can make that work it will improve absolutely everything so that was one, two, three was a joke, but four, five, six different elements of timings that we can think about. And hopefully I've debunked a few myths. Hopefully you've learned a few bits here. Really, I could probably have summarized that entire podcast in giving you all the different areas, but saying meal timing, personal preference, uh, f- Eating before exercise, personal preference. Um, Exercise, what time of day, personal preference. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So it it really boils down to what suits you best. So try not to get bogged down by what you might read on Instagram or what you might read on Google. Uh, And of course, if you ever want to run anything past me, ask me the question, you know, because again, it's going to be just that bouncing back, which will make a massive, massive difference. So really hope you've uh, taken something from that today, guys. I hope it's been helpful. Again, feedback um, points always welcome and if you do have any questions please let me know but I hope you're having a fantastic week and I shall speak to you all soon